Hi, this is John Carlson. Caps fans, don't forget to catch the Caps This Morning podcast every weekday morning on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. It's the first road game of the season tonight at New Jersey. Nick Jensen will join us on his goal against Colorado and the team's fast starts. Samantha Pell also from the Washington Post will stop by as the Caps looking for their third win in four tries tonight. Good morning, everybody. It is Thursday, October 21st. Welcome to Caps this morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. It's the Capitals and the New Jersey Devils tonight at Prudential Center in Newark. The first road game of the season for the men of Peter Laviolette. Five points out of a possible six on a tough, just-completed homestand. In Newark tonight, the team's second divisional game of the season, coming against a team they won all eight meetings with last year. And if line rushes yesterday are any indication, Connor McMichael will again center the third line with Hendricks Lapierre a healthy scratch. Forward lines and deep pairs expected to be the same tonight from the 6-3 win over Colorado on Wednesday. No morning skate today in North Jersey. More information coming from the head coach when he talks to assembled media, and that coming up this afternoon at 445. A lot of positives on this team through three games. One near the top of the list on the back end is Nick Jensen. He scored a goal Wednesday against Colorado. He looked off Alex Ovechkin to do it, and he's been tough to play against in his own zone. I chatted with him yesterday prior to the team's departure for Newark. Looking to get it loose. Jensen pokes at it, finds Wilson, and this is going to turn it into a two-on-one. Jensen coming with Ovechkin to trailer is Orlov. Dimitri for Jensen. A shot. He scores! Nick Jensen, right circle, pushes it past Kemper. It's 2-1 Washington. Well, Nick, first of all, congratulations on the goal. And I think one of my favorites of the season so far, if for no other reason that Alex Ovechkin was a spectator for it and Dimitri and you working down low. Tell me about the goal and uh, tell me what you're seeing when you see number eight over there. Uh, yeah, I mean, on the goal, I think we executed uh, the D zone perfectly. Tom made a great wall play, and that uh, that's what led to a three-on-one. Uh, three Came down, I saw Orlov in the middle, so I just wanted to get the puck moving laterally a little bit right away just to get something opened up, and he, he decided to go right back to me. And at that point, I was pretty I was pretty tight into the net, and I'm, I had, I guess, had a decision to shoot or try to get over to toe. And I, I feel like the D kind of did a like a long stick, uh, long body type thing so I felt more comfortable shooting it at least trying to get a opportunity to score and you know I went in so I, I'm glad with the decision I made and I'm, I don't think I'll be looking off eight all the time you know the guy knows how to put the puck in the net anytime I can get it to him obviously I'm going to try to but at the same time I'm not going to pass up opportunities to score goals myself either. I mean you had the one taken off the board on this home stand too so nice to be able to get I mean that was beautiful in and of itself it's a shame that one got called back. Yeah yeah that's I mean the winning is uh, the priority so I mean we got to win that game we got to win last game that's that's all it's important. Didn't get a chance to really have this conversation with you last year, but you were Zidane Ochara's regular partner. What did it mean to you? What did it mean to your game to be able to play with a guy that's going to the Hall of Fame the first minute he's eligible? Yeah, I mean, I can always look back and, you know, when I'm done with hockey and realizing that I got to play with a person of that status who's achieved that much in his career and a person who's just like just a 
great person on and off the ice, uh, great player, and then a great person off the ice. So I'll be able to look back on that pretty fondly. I mean, he was he was uh, a really great year to be able to play with him. I learned a lot from him. Obviously, not everything can be taught that he has. You can't teach how big he is and how strong he is. But he was a great leader in our locker room, and I'm I'm glad I got the opportunity to play with him. Things that we've seen out of not just you, but your entire 60 set going through for the first three games is all of you guys will jump up in the play and try and make something happen. Yours with the goal and Dimitri, and of course John's been doing it here a long time, but it seems like that that helps press the pace out of the zone, gets it moving from zone to zone, station to station pretty quickly, and that seems to be one of the keys to success for this team right now is being able to get it moving and you guys jumping in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Anytime you can add to offense, doesn't matter forward or defenseman anytime you can add a little extra to offense helps our team and our main goal is just to play as much offense as we can we don't want to play in the d zone so if we can get the puck moving north and add to offense add make those even man rushes non-man rushes get scoring opportunities um, we're going to do it and i think all rd are capable of doing that the game in New Jersey, you guys went to a lot last year, but at least you're starting to see different opponents. You're going to be going to different cities. How happy are you to see some things getting back to normal here? Yeah, it'll be nice to get a little variety this season. I said to someone else the other day that it was, it's nice. It's kind of cool having those rivalries and everything, but I don't think those rivalries are going anywhere. When you're, you know, when you're playing the same team over and over again, you kind of get those rivalries in the inside of that. But at the same time, I think uh, seeing some other teams throughout the league and facing the, that variety is good for our team and prepares us pretty well for coming down the stretch. Well, Nick, congrats on goal number one, and good luck in New Jersey. All right, thank you. He's come a long way from two seasons ago, not only steady and reliable, but tough for the opposition to face in the attack zone. Nick Jensen joining us here on Caps This Morning. Also on the show here today, nice to have Samantha Pell with us, Caps beat writer from the Washington Post. Among our discussion points, Evgeny Kuznetsov, the defense dictating the pace, and when might there be some good news on Nicholas Backstrom? Well, Sam, as the team heads off to New Jersey now, Evgeny Kuznetsov for three games. I don't know that we could have asked a whole lot more out of number 92 and engaged, taking the place of Nicholas Backstrom, producing the three-assist game against the Rangers, a couple of goals and nearly a hat trick on Wednesday. I got to believe that when they were hoping that they would get to that level with him, this is what they were hoping for, and he's been excellent here as they head off to see the Devils. Definitely, Kuznetsov's been really impressive, and I think, you know, Brian McClellan said before the season that, you know, once again, Kuznetsov would be, you know, another X factor for this team. You know, he had a very inconsistent season last year on the COVID list twice, some disciplinary things, and I think everyone was really just looking to see if he could come back and kind of have that spark again, and he came into camp, you know, physically really in good shape. Mentally, he said, you know, he's kind of back, he's focused, and, you know, players can say that all the time during the preseason, and then you get to real games and they can kind of disappear. And just through the first three games, it seems like Kuznetsov's really showed up and really proven that he's back. I have really enjoyed the progression over the last two years from where Nick Jensen was to where he is now. And the intermediate part of that is with Zdeno Chara. I'm thinking back to two years ago and a guy that a lot of nights it didn't seem like he even had the confidence. He always could skate, but now you not only see the confidence, you see the offensive ability. I still love the fact that he looked off Ovechkin and had Orlov helping out on the goal the other night. That doesn't demonstrate confidence. I don't know what does. I thought that was hilarious. And, you know, for Nick, it was a great shot. Like, he made the right decision. You know, Kemper was probably looking at Ovechkin a little bit, probably knew that he was on that other side. And I just think for Jensen, he joked about it in the post game. He was like, I'm not not going to take that shot in a 301. Like, I don't get those every single day. So it's been kind of fun to see him break out a little bit. You know, his confidence kind of goes up and down, and so does his play. But I think you're right, kind of in this 
last maybe year was the Dan O'Chara, and now this season it seems like he's kind of found his own game. And you know, even that really pretty shot there, I think it was in the opener against the Rangers. It obviously gets called off, but I thought that was going to be the prettiest goal we saw Nick Jensen score. And against Colorado, maybe that's that's up top again. Yeah, legacy of Zdeno Chara continuing on here. But you know what? Bigger picture for me. I mean, even beyond Jensen, Ferravari's on this list. Carlson always has been on this list. You've got six guys now on the back end that are more than happy to jump up into the play and excel at it. I think that puts a lot of pressure on the other team, and they've had quick exits out of the zone, certainly in the game against Colorado they did. And that's, I think, a pretty big contributing factor here. When you've got six guys who are able to carry the mail back there, move it fast, that certainly is helping this team to 2-0-1 right now. Definitely. I think, you know, Kevin McCarthy and Peter Laviolette, they have kind of their own system that they've run for so many years, and they kind of brought it to Washington. And you see guys like Jensen and Carlson and Fairbury kind of jump up and join the rush, and that's what they really want. They want to move up and down. They want to move fast. And, you know, you want to see those passes really crisp and going up and down the ice. And I feel like just through the first three games, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like we haven't seen this Caps team this precise and fast and on point just to start the season in a few years. So I I think it's just been super impressive to see them all work together as a five-man unit. Looking ahead now to the Devils and a chance with a schedule and not to diminish opposition coming here, but going through Colorado, the Rangers, and the Lightning. You've got three teams that are almost, the Rangers may not be a lock for the postseason, but certainly a contender. The other two are locks, even with some adversity they may be facing. The team's coming up. The Devils, this is probably not quite their time yet. Arizona is not a very good team. We'll see them coming in here. Calgary is, we'll see. But this now, I certainly think, is an opportunity for the Caps, home and road, wherever they are between now and Halloween. These are, as Ben likes to call them, auto-win games. They're not must-win games, but they're auto-win games. You should be able to have a pretty good run here for the next couple of weeks. And if you do, this team gets the good start that they were hoping for. Definitely. I just think, you know, getting five out of six points right off the bat must be a huge confidence boost for that group and then seeing teams like Arizona and Ottawa and Calgary and uh, New Jersey I just think it's going to help them kind of build off what they started and now if we see kind of a decline or we see the ups and downs then maybe we all kind of take a step back and reevaluate but I think just through three and the opponents they've faced they look like they have kind of a strong steady system and that should hold through some of these other teams that are kind of in the middle or the bottom of the pack. Lifting the curtain back on kind of what happens around here at practice, whether it's you and Tarek and JJ and the rest as we all come here, Tom Galitti, we're usually here ahead of time. And right now we are, and it's a quiet building. And that, we haven't seen Nick Backstrom in a while. And usually we saw him that one day where he came out early ahead of the team. And you're getting into the point now where you haven't been on the ice since last season and the LTIR coming up in a couple of weeks. Not that you can't get ready in a couple of weeks. I don't know that it's sound the alarm time yet as far as maybe not coming back right when we thought at the beginning of November. But I sure would like to see him out here ahead of the team at some point here in the coming days. Right. I mean, at this point, you know, he's eligible to come back on November 6th. We look where we are right now in the calendar. That is only a couple weeks away. And, you know, Peter Laviolette always talks about there being a process, right? You always see players who are injured coming back and there's a process of seeing them and skating on their own and joining the group. And, you know, they're in a light blue non-contact jersey and then they finally go in full. And you're right, we haven't seen Backstrom. So I don't think it's the time to sound the alarm quite yet, but I would not be surprised at all if we don't see Nick, you know, back on that November 6th game, if it maybe bleeds in closer to Thanksgiving or even to December. I think, you know, just the way the team is playing right now, there's no need for them to rush Nicholas Backstrom back. Maybe if they went 0-3 to start, this would be a different story. But I think for right now, it's going to be all about Nick and his health and long-term is if he's going to be okay. A big help from Evgeny, no doubt, in making that a little bit easier as we move through the month of October. Sam, have a great trip to Jersey. Thank you so much. (laughs) 
Our thanks, as always, to Samantha Pell for joining us this morning. A quick scouting report now on the Devils, getting you ready for tonight. They are a perfect 2-0 and on a young season entering play, but some bad news for Lindy Ruff's team heading into action tonight. Jack Hughes, very much a question mark to be in the lineup, injured in New Jersey's game against Seattle on Tuesday night. Ruff said after practice yesterday, no update on Hughes, but it sounds like he won't be available this evening. Devils are in the midst of a five-game homestand to start the year, and Washington is the only team amongst the five opponents who made the playoffs last year. They've started 2-0, the Devils have, despite not scoring a power play goal, and they've also allowed three to the opposition in two games. On the flip side, though, just like the Capitals, they have not had to play from behind at any point this season. Devils have gotten some good scoring diversity, too, getting eight goals from seven different players in their first two games played. It's the Capitals and the Devils tonight beginning a stretch of two road games in the next three. Home against Calgary Saturday afternoon and then a date in Ottawa on Monday night north of the border. Ben gets us started with Caps game day at 4 o'clock this afternoon right here on Caps Radio 24-7. Network airtime tonight on 106.7 The Fan here in D.C. is at 645. Have a great Thursday, everyone. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.